Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Unscrewed. The show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Hello, Unscrewed Nation. I missed you. How are you? Ah, January. It already feels like it's been a year, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm on like standing on a little firmer ground on my own life and even if my legs are wobbling and uh, I'm hoping it'll be reflected in the show even though everything else continues to be an absolute nightmare. I do have a couple of news items I want to talk about briefly and kind of in context of each other. The first is the fake nudes that circulated of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and I just want to say a couple things about that. One is sort of the idea of non-consensually seeing a powerful woman's body is a way of making her feel laid low. It is certainly a way of violating her consent and control. And so therefore feeling like you have some power over her. But there are a couple of other things I think are worth observing. And one is that if we didn't stigmatize the idea that women were sexual and might in fact take a naked selfie and share a naked selfie with someone consensually, it would be way less stigmatizing the idea that that picture might have existed. And it would have been, I think, more horrifying to more people because it would have been clear that the scandal is that someone would have shared it without her consent. Uh, And so if you are needing extra motivation to sort of work against whore stigma, work against the stigmatization of sex workers and people who work in porn or people who just like to share naked pictures of of themselves, it backs up on people whether they want to participate in that or not. And the other thing is, and Lux Alpram wrote a great op-ed about this, I think, in the New York Times, but we are eventually going to have leaders who have real nude photos. So now is the time for us to practice understanding what the scandal is, right? Then The scandal is not that a woman who wants our respect might also be sexual and have documented sexual expressions. The scandal is that someone would share that without her consent. And related in terms of how stigma, even if it's not targeted at us, winds up biting all of us in the ass anyway, is this story about an Upper East Side restaurant in New York, which is refusing to let women sit at the bar alone because they might be escorts. (laughs) Just like a lot of people shared that 
in recent days and and shared appropriate outrage about it. I think a lot fewer people are unclear about why that's horse shit. But I just have to point out that like, it's not okay to not let escorts sit at the bar either, right? Escorts are also people who might want to have a drink and or a meal by themselves. And so horse stigma is affecting all women yet again. And the idea that like we can play respectability politics and be not sex workers and therefore it's not our issue is a delusion. And I really encourage you, if you have that delusion, to shake yourself loose from it. We're going to actually be talking more about that a little in next week's episode, but that is all I will tease about that. In better news, I also wanted to share with you that I am 100% obsessed with the new Netflix show, Sex Education. I was super stressed about it when I heard about it. Somebody was like, hey, have you watched Sex Education? It's about this 16-year-old white boy whose mother is a sex therapist who decides to start giving sex therapy to his classmates. And I was like, that is entirely in the execution and there are 100 ways for it to go wrong and very few for it to go right. But I watched it because Gillian Anderson plays his sex therapist mom and I adore Gillian Anderson. And I also think that she picks really smart projects most of the time. And so I gave it a try and boy, howdy, am I glad that I did. I don't want to spoil too much for you because it is so wonderful to discover, but I just want to say that it is so pure of heart. It takes literally every character seriously and sees the humanity in all of them. It really has really fantastic sexual politics and it's messy and complicated and is basically like what teenage Jacqueline in the 1980s growing up on John Hughes movies like wishes she could have grown up on instead of actual John Hughes movies. It is just so beautiful and amazing and difficult and painful and challenging and complicated and smart and funny and it's just wonderful. So watch Sex Education. If you have watched Sex Education, come talk to me on Twitter or in my email box at unscrewedatjacquelinefriedman.com about what you think of sex education because I want to talk about it endlessly and there are so many specific things I want to talk about that I can't talk about it yet because I don't want to spoil it for you. And then lastly, I'm obsessed with Lori Nunn, who's the woman who wrote the show and I'm desperate to get her on Unscrewed to interview her for you all, but I have no idea how to reach her and my regular networks that generally are great at turning up connections to all kinds of people are totally silent on this one. So if you are hearing this, and you are Lori Nunn, <laughs> or you know Lori Nunn, or you know how to reach Lori Nunn, and you want me to help get Lori Nunn on this fine podcast for you so that I can ask her how she got inside my brain. Yeah, you would be doing me the grandest favor. Please get in touch. Also, would love to hear what other sexual culture related pop culture you're loving lately. You know, let's do some positive shout outs and not only just talk about all the horseshit we're floating around in. And then lastly, but not leastly, we have an advice question from an unscrewed listener named Chloe in London, who writes, my boyfriend and I are just not fucking at the moment and haven't been for a while. At some point along the way, he lost all of his sexual confidence, which I think had a lot to do with him going freelance, not having job security, feeling insecure about his skills, etc. 
My relationship with my sexuality is a huge part of my life and identity, but he just doesn't see it as a thing, quote unquote. He likes sex and likes pleasing me, but is massively lacking in confidence and won't take initiative, which makes me fancy him less and less. At the moment, either I have to be the person to say, let's go every single time, or when he does tentatively attempt to instigate, it's so timid that it doesn't turn me on. I'm massively into being sexually dominated. The worst thing is that every time we talk about it, he gets really upset and offended and shuts down. Meanwhile, I feel like every time I refuse sex, I'm making his confidence worse, but I obviously will not say yes when I'm not turned on just to make him feel better. We have an otherwise communicative and fun relationship. How do I help him feel sexually confident enough to raise the bar above tentatively groping my butt as an attempted turn on, shudder? And how do I communicate what I want to him without shattering his ego? Help, Chloe, I am here to help you. And there's like several different things going on simultaneously here for you. So the first thing I wanna say is sexual incompatibility is real. None of us, honestly, let's be really real. None of us are perfect sexual mates for anybody because we're all weird and iconoclastic in our hearts. Uh, It's just a question of whether we overlap enough with our partners that we both feel reasonably sexually satisfied. But none of us are ever getting 100% of what we want from our sexual partners 100% of the time. So you have to decide what is the amount of stuff you're willing to compromise on in your relationship when it comes to getting your needs met sexually and what's a deal breaker. And it's okay to have deal breakers around sex and, and getting your needs met. That's a legitimate thing to have deal breakers around in a relationship. But I think that there's a bunch of stuff to unpack before you decide whether or not this is a deal breaker. And some of it is gonna be about seeing what he can change and some of it is gonna be seeing like what you can shift inside yourself. So I wanna talk about this idea that like, he's making a tepid pass at you and you're not turned on and then you won't have sex with him. Sexual response is not that simple. So (laughs) it is possible that you aren't turned on in the moment that he tepidly grabs your butt. But if you try to go there, if you make a little effort, if you just go along for a second and are like, Let's see what this turns into. It can boost his confidence enough that he'll do something a little less tepid and a little something more aggressive after that. So I want you to open yourself up to the idea that like, just because you're not instantly turned on the minute your partner makes a play, that sex is a no-go. And what I'm talking about here is not about ignoring your own boundaries, but about being open to that space where you're like, well, I don't hate this. Let's see if it goes somewhere. Like I don't, it doesn't have to stop. It's not a, like a hard boundary for me. Let's see if we can get to a place where we're both turned on. And I highly recommend reading Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are, which is about different kinds of sexual response and how they function. There's significant biological basis for what I'm saying, that it's not always about like you're instantly hot and want a bone. And so I want to invite you to just become a little more open to being receptive to imperfect passes and seeing where they go, even if they don't immediately get your motor revving. And I also want you to think about whether being sexually dominated is the only way that you like to have sex. Maybe it is. That's okay. 
but just because you're not getting that one thing, are there other things that you also like from sex that you could be getting with your boyfriend that would help turn the negative feedback loop back into a positive one where you're connecting and having some positive experiences, even if they're not the like huge, yay, super awesome, amazing, positive experiences that you wish you were having. Because you can't, you can't turn on a dime here, right? And in order to turn this ship around and or turn this negative feedback loop positive, you may need to make some allowances for like, is this okay sex? Is this sex that's nice and on balance a plus, even if it's not the pinnacle of what you want from your sex life? And then there's this stuff about him and his receptivity or lack thereof to this conversation. So obviously, if you're making all this effort that I'm asking you to make, you're going to be hoping that he's going to make some effort too. And so it's hard to know without hearing the conversation what is happening in that conversation, whether it's that you're coming at him in a way that he experiences as critical and if there's some other way you could bring it up that would make him less defensive or whether he's just totally unwilling to talk about it. If he's totally unwilling to talk about it, I don't know that you have a lot to work with here, right? Like you can't turn this ship around by yourself. You need two partners who are both invested in turning it around. But maybe ask him at a time when you're not talking about sex and it hasn't come up recently. Like when I try to talk to you about this, why doesn't it go well? Or is there a way that we could have that conversation that would go better for you? Try to maybe have that meta conversation with him and see if he'll have that conversation with you. And then try to really listen. Uh, One thing that I always recommend and that has worked for me in my relationships and that I learned from a great couples therapist is like take turns where one person is literally quiet and the other person gets to say as much as they want until they explicitly say they're done. And then before you respond to what that person said, before you're like, okay, yeah, but have you thought about it this way? Or when I, you feel that, but I feel this before you respond to them, what you do is reflect back to them what you heard them say. You say, what I'm hearing you say is, and then explain to them what you understand that they said without saying that you agree with it or disagree with it or any of that. And then find out if that's right. Then they get to say, yes, that's right. Or yes. And also this other point that you missed or no, that's not quite right. And you do that reflecting back and forth until you both feel like you heard the person who spoke. And then the other person goes and they get to say their whole truth and they get to get that reflected back to them until they feel like the other person understands them. Um, And that might help slow down whatever reactiveness is happening in these conversations. But that also leads me to my last recommendation, which is get yourself to a a couples therapist, possibly someone who specializes in sexual dysfunction. Uh, There's no shame in it. I've done it. It has helped enormously. Uh, If you have the resources and if your partner is willing, there are professionals who help couples navigate these communication breakdowns and these gaps in sexual compatibility. And that can help also clarify whether or not it's a fatal incompatibility or just a bad pattern you've gotten yourself into. So Chloe, I hope that helps. Let us know how it goes. I always love hearing from people who've written in about how the advice works and how you're doing. So please give us a report and Unscrewed Nation is cheering for you.
And if any of the rest of y'all have sex or sexuality related questions that you would like me to answer on a future show, just send them in. You can DM me on Twitter. I'm at Jacqueline F. Uh, you can send them to unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. Hit me up and I'll help you out. That is all we have time for this week. As always, if you like the show, go ahead and give us five stars. Give us a little review. It really helps people find it. Or if you've already done that or the app you listen on doesn't have a rating system, just tell people about the show. Uh, and also, by the way, welcome new listeners. I know we have a lot at the beginning of the new season. So welcome, welcome to Unscrewed Nation. We are super happy to have you. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the amazing Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles, and our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with The Establishment, who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.